Hey everybody, welcome back to another No Topic is Safe podcast. This week we're going to be talking about depression. So uh, I wanted to start it off by talking about a little quote that I heard from Alan Watts. Um, He was in the middle of a lecture and he was talking about depression and how it's this state that you are in. It's not like, uh, it's not this like thing that's malicious and that's attacking you, but it's like, it's just a state that you're in. And he was talking about how a lot of people like lean into this idea of distracting themselves from it. And he likened the distracting yourself to covering up a dirty wall with white paint. Like you're not getting rid of what's underlying. You're not getting rid of the dirt that's there. You're just covering it up with something else. But ultimately that thing, whatever it is, the dirt is still going to be there. So um, I think that was like a really good like metaphor for how a lot of people, including me, kind of deal with depression. So like, what do you think about that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first off, hi, I'm Angie. Oh, Um, hi. (laughs) (laughs) He's just talking into the void, brah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, No, that's cool. Yeah, no, I think he's spot on. Like, it absolutely is a state of being. It is a mood disorder. I mean, really what it is, is it's a physiological state. So it's a lot different than just a fleeting emotion. Um, And I think that that's one of the really big stigmas that gets on my nerves when people are like, Oh, you can't be depressed because I see you laugh sometimes. And it's hmm. like <laughs> that's, such, it's that's not, such bullshit. <laughs> it's not a fleeting emotion. This is like really your your brain chemistry is completely altered. Um different things light up, different things downregulate in your brain. You have chemical imbalances. Your entire nervous system is dysregulated. It comes with physical symptoms such as appetite changes digestive issues physical chronic pain that doesn't have like a real um there's no reason that you should be feeling pain but you might have like joint stiffness and joint pain feeling constantly hopeless uh lethargy apathy low sex drive there's like all these things in your body that happen as well your entire organism is in a different physiological state so i really do like that because like he's saying it's this dirty wall you can't just put uh a white rag over it. The white rag, if we're going to stick with that metaphor, would be the little surface emotions that we might feel on the day to day. So mm-hmm. sometimes you might feel a little bit of happiness, but really that wall's still there. Sometimes you might feel sad. Sometimes you might feel angry. Sometimes you might feel stressed out, whatever it is. But underneath your entire system is still in a depressed state. Yeah. So I do like that. It's like the, the distractions too. Like the, I, I liken some of that paint or the white rag or whatever to distractions that we put ourselves through. Like a lot of people today are like gaming and watching way too much TV. And it's the same thing, right? Like you're, you're just distracting yourself from what's actually there and you're not actually ever getting to the underlying root cause of whatever it is that's making you depressed. So yeah, um, I was just thinking about like, I think, depression i mean so another quote (laughs) jim carrey he was talking about uh, depression and how it you're basically when you get depressed your body Body your soul is no longer rest 
from the fake identity and mask that you've created yeah. what, what he says there it is yeah <laughs> yeah you need to let go of the mask of whatever it is the the reality that you're living in is not right it's not aligned with like your true soul's purpose so that's uh yeah if you're a spiritual person um that's a wonderful way to, to look at it which i am uh and I, I think he's spot on, right? Like we run around with all these masks, all these identities, all these roles. Um, and a lot of times we could sort of lose our authentic self. And then, you know, cause we're trying to keep up in the world. We're trying to, you know, be our job description or we're trying to be a mom or we're trying to be whatever the fuck we are, an entrepreneur or whatever. And, um, you know, if you do that for too long and it's not something that is fulfilling or you're doing it in a way that is imbalanced, absolutely, eventually your body's going to say, hey, man, like, we need to cut this shit out. Like, I cannot keep going. It's not your whole truth or it's something that um, might be out of alignment. A lot of spiritual people think that it's a sign that you are on kind of the wrong timeline or the wrong life path. And um, whether you're spiritual or not, you could look at this if you're an atheist as well, where it's like, yeah, if you're unhappy with your fucking life and the way it's going, you're absolutely not going to feel excited and you can definitely end up being depressed, right? So it's like, even if you don't believe in like life paths and timelines, you can still see how just objectively speaking, if you're not happy with where you're at, you can get fucking sad, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? Because you're just spinning your wheels and you feel fake and, you know, you might be living out some kind of ego facade and, um, you know, or something that I'm really struggling still to like really come to terms with is this idea of dimming your light, like really trying to like fit in, you know, going back to this whole mask thing. Mm. It's very hard for me to show my true authentic self in my day to day actions because I'm kind of a really big personality and on top of that i'm really weird <laughs> a little bit <laughs> so i'm uh... like there's not a lot of people that can handle all this uh so it, and in a way it makes me feel so disconnected from the world because you know people only see me as this like one or two dimensional person and my brain is a lot different than yeah regular people's quite literally this isn't like a idea um, or something that I'm feeling. Yeah. My mother had me tested. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Sheldon from Big Bang. I guess we should just come out with it, huh? Uh, yeah. I'm fucking autistic. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh God, I'm coming out on the internet with that. Um, I know. Um, and, and so that also doesn't help. You know, a lot of autistic people do struggle with depression and, and substance abuse and anxiety and all these other things. Um, because literally the way that our brains work is different than the norm. Um, I actually like my brain. My brain comes with some really cool gifts <laughs> yeah. that I, I didn't even work for. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, that's neat. But it also comes with a lot of deficiencies, you know, especially when it comes to like social connection or um, the way that I perceive time or my sensitivities to things. So, it, you know, that's not just all gifts. There's also like, I pay for those fucking gifts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but talking about that, if for those of you that don't know, a lot of autistic people, we do what's called masking, which is a coping mechanism. That, so we should we can socially engage um, with other people and sort of get through life. So we put on these masks. Everybody kind of does this right to a certain extent. But with autistics, we really 
have to sort of craft this personality that is easily palpable for or palatable for other people mm -hmm. um, because you know our true selves might be a little bit quote unquote too much and i think that that's something i really struggle with does that make sense yeah it does yeah oh fuck I'm... the world knows oh no uh-oh <laughs> i think it was about time like shit mm -hmm. like you've put enough content out there and stuff and i think this is part of like you know healing depression like it's not just about like putting on the mask and being that you know subject matter expert on trauma and depression and physical fitness and art and <laughs> that so talking about all these things like um i kind of had a realization that you you know brought me to yesterday day before something like that about all the layers that you are specifically like got some layers oh my god it was so yeah. a lot of people go through life and they they have a couple of things like right they like for me for instance i'm you know a, a military guy and i like cars and motorcycles and you know guns and that's kind of i'm not gonna say that's all of me and that's where it ends but like those are very big parts and those are things that like i kind of identify with for you yeah. you have so many more things yeah. that you like identify deeply with and are fully invested in and i think that's something that's really interesting because it's like you've been having to put this mask on and hide who you are for all these years to be like you said palatable for everybody else that you interact with and i think that has been like one of the biggest causes for like depression because Fair. you've been masking all these years and having to hide who you are not you haven't had to hide but it's made life a lot easier if we're being honest to, like to it, to show like one or two things and yeah. people just go oh yeah you're you're a fit like you're a coach <laughs> you're a fitness coach and i'm like um that's like the tip of the iceberg like yeah you know and and um, so many more things and mm -hmm. I think kind of what we came to the realization was was a matter of being present and a matter of really experiencing stuff to the fullest which I have a really good tendency of, of doing yeah. and um it, it makes I also should we I don't even know because I don't want to see because right now I am afraid to say what I am gifted in oh my god like in real time like right now Dude. I am dimming my light. I'm so, talking about okay, dimming light. Yeah. And I am like literally dimming my light right now because I know that people are going to hear this and go, oh, she's full of herself. She's a narcissist. She thinks she's so special. Look, and look, people it, like. It's stressful. Like I'm stressed it is, right no, now. I get it. No, I completely understand and I get it. But it like. You're one of the few people. And this, this is, is why I think our relationship mm -hmm. works is because you are like the only person who can see all of me and you're not like intimidated or insecure about it yeah no you know? so i will say like look there is a little bit of insecurity when it comes to like all of your gifts because like it's that you know comparison is happening like comparison is there it's kind of human nature but like the fact that you're so gifted in so many things like just for example you're an extremely talented artist like i've never seen somebody create poetry the way you do you can fucking paint, you can charcoal, you can draw, you can sketch, pen, ink, whatever. You can do all of it. And then muses. on top of that- I get muses, like what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> like, the, like those 
like gifts from fucking God or spirit or whatever from the divine come well, then, in. You, people don't know what you're talking about. We are, we're the only people right now that know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so she gets these random muses at like three in the fucking morning sometimes where she That's, just like yeah. pops awake all like out of nowhere and has to like go downstairs and get into the kitchen and pull a notebook out and start and write down like one fell swoop, no editing, no changing it. No, like I've seen it happen. And she just yeah, like, like, writes, we'll be like writes watching a movie. It's and like, I'm like she oh, writes fuck. out the, she writes out this masterpiece and then she's like, oh, I, I don't know where that came from. And it's not like yeah, this not thing that she's been working it. on and tinkering in, like with her he in her head. Like it just kind of flows out. And I think again, you know, going back to depression, I think it kind of like when you're subduing that and like making it quiet and not allowing those things to flow, like that's a part of you. And when you're not well with those with those muses, I I can't not let them flow because yeah. they literally will just go on repeat in my brain. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird, like. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. Like it'll just keep saying it. Just I hear a voice. Um, well, can we talk about this? Or yeah, why not? I like have multiple personality disorders. No, let's or do it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh I my god, I'm so. This scared. is you. I know, baby. You got it. This is this is gonna be good. People are gonna think I'm nuts. Well, fucking let them. You're not. I know you're not. Yeah. Talk, well, let me hear it. What so is it? one of my one of my gifts that I have as an autistic person, I think, is, <laughs> uh, yeah, like you said, like I'll be doing something random, and this voice will come <laughs> into my head, <laughs> and it's always a different voice, by the way. Um, and it'll just like spit these lines or a piece of music, which is very frustrating because I don't play music. <laughs> <laughs> um and anyways like so it'll be like a poem for example and it'll just keep looping like over and over and over like having just like someone talk to you is what it yeah. sounds like so someone will just be like talking to me just repeating this fucking poem um uh, until i write it down and then i write it down and then that that voice gets quiet yeah it's got to be like deafening I hope that this doesn't hurt my chances at a doctoral program. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think it will. Oh, no. Um, no, it's art. It's art. It's just art. Yeah. And that's yeah. how art comes to me sometimes. And um, it's, it's a kind of annoying because like you said, it, I don't choose the time. So that it could be happy when I'm driving and I literally have to like pull over because it's just going to keep repeating and it gets, it gets on my nerves, right? Distracting, like, yeah. Right. And so, like, sometimes I'll have to, like, pull over the car and, like, take out my notes and, like, write it down and then move on with my life. <laughs> I do wish that I was gifted in a way where I could just, like, purposefully turn it off or on. Uh, but that just doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> it could be inconvenient as fuck. I'll be, like, trying to go to bed and all of a sudden it's like, hey. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, you know, and they're really good poems. I mean, I like them. Yeah. Um, I think go, they're good. Yeah, go check them out on our Instagram if you, you're interested. I don't share them. You, well, started, share the, you started posting I, some. Yeah. Right, because the Don't Fret series happened when I was at Starbucks, and this voice came into my head, and it literally spit out 23 of these fucking 
mini poems. They're like little mm-hmm. micro poems. Yeah. But they're super cute and encouraging. Yeah. And I think they're really nice. Um, so I am sharing those, but I'm not sharing all of them. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe, fuck. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Yeah. So that's one of the things that kind of happens with the, the way I experience um, neurodiversity, for example. Yeah. And so I was going to say, just to point a couple other ones out, like your reading speed is outrageous like i've never seen it, it almost looks like a joke if i'm if yeah. i'm being perfectly honest it looks like a joke the speed at which she reads and how fast her eyes move across the page and what was it like 525 i think yeah you hit like 525 words a minute and to put that into context for people who don't it's like know like tech nine <laughs> yeah like for you so you can't even speak that fast yeah correct. like physically your mouth cannot move that fast to speak that many words in a minute like well some people can like rappers i mean come on like (laughs) i know because it's so funny when we found that out and then you kept testing me like you were like here read a book and you're like read a book (laughs) open it up to read it out loud and then it would take me like a couple of minutes to read it and then you'd like you would have me read it out loud and it was like so no, and you I'm, thought it was so hilarious. You were yeah. just like dying, watch because it sounds like a rap. <laughs> exactly, and then the fact that you can comprehend all of it too. It's not like you just. It's not just rote reading where it's like you're not capturing anything. It's like, no, I'm reading. You're you're reading, so I can tell you everything the, I just read forward the, and backwards, bro. <laughs> the speed at which your brain processes information is insane, and then the fact yeah. that you don't when burn they, out. Um, they did a brain test on me when I was in high school and they were like, um, that's what they said. They were like, you have a very, you're, you're quick girl. Your brain you is fa- like, Brrr. you got a fast brain. <laughs> got a fast brain. Uh, yeah. They were testing me for schizophrenia at the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely but... not going to get into a doctoral program now. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but so I, I, I promise think... I'm stable. I think this is just like a couple of the many, many things and many, many gifts that you have. And I think when you're hiding all of them. Do you remember when uh, I was reading and taking notes, but talking to you? Oh, fuck. Do you remember that? And you like, you can legit multitask. (laughs) Legit multitasking. That was so funny. I've never seen anybody that can legitimately multitask. Like, she was literally reading a page with her eyes. I saw her eyes moving on the page. Her hand was taking notes and then she was speaking to me when I was off to her side. So she was well, literally talking about doing my health. She was literally doing three separate things at the same time. I mean, I struggle to like, I can't read and write at the same time. I have to like read, stop reading, go look over and write. And then <laughs> if mm. anybody talks to me in the middle of that, it stops. Yeah. So yeah. that's just, I mean, that's, those are just a few of the many that like we can sit here I for know, probably another hour talking about regular them. Yeah. people. I can't even tell you how weirded out they get. And immediately it's like, they just ghost me. Everybody like, if they thinks find that you're out, lying. Like, yeah. Well, usually they find out organically. So like, I'll be reading a book and they're like, oh, are you speed reading? And I'm like, no, like I'm reading, reading. 
And mm -hmm. so it's like, usually they'll find out organically or I'll accidentally say something, you know, that like alludes to anything close to this. I'm not going around talking about this. That's why I just had like a fucking panic attack talking about yeah. it. Um, I don't talk about this because it freaks people out. Like they yeah. like, can't even tell you the second that I show even like a hint of stuff that I can do, a lot of people kind of just distance themselves and all of a sudden, you know, I don't get as many texts or I don't get invited out or yeah. You know, so stuff I think like that, <clears throat> I think which is very hurtful. The thing that happens is I think your your brilliance kind of shines the light on people's inadequacy. It's it's almost but like I'm it, not perfect. I know I know you're not, but I, people only see the threat, and I think that's where a lot of that disconnection happens. Is like people only see when like when you shine your light okay. it God, shines fuck. i really don't though i i know i'm just saying it's like, even lonelier when you're when you allow people to see little parts of you then it all of a sudden shows them their in own inadequacy and where they're lacking and people don't like that people don't like to feel like they suck nobody likes to look in the mirror and say oh you suck like, but I'm not out there like saying I'm, that other people suck. So it's like it's so frustrating because you're not, not doing it. Yeah, it's not and your I'm fault. not even saying that I'm great. I mean, it's just it's like they'll just like find out something like one of these things about me, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, like they literally stop. I mean, I, I, it's weird. It's it's very hurtful. Um, Small minds crumble in the presence of greatness. And I think that's kind of what has Baby, happened. Baby, that's for... nice of you. Don't make <laughs> me cry. Well, it's true because small minds crumble in the presence of greatness. And you truly are one of those people out there that are great. You have so much capacity oh. and potential and wisdom and knowledge. And I think it's something that people are sorely, sorely missing out on because they can't look themselves in the mirror and say, man, I'm not very good at that, but hey, that's okay. See, like, so I don't get this because I love relishing in other people's gifts. Like I get excited because I'm like, holy shit, I can learn from you. Yeah. Well, I also really like learning. Like that's kind of yeah. like one of my weird things. Like I just love, It's really I get a high weird. off of facts. It's so weird. <laughs> But like so, so much information in that brain. <laughs> I just don't get how we can't like appreciate the gifts. Like yeah. I, I just like, like okay. So like my ex boyfriend, for example, my ex fiance from years and years and years ago. The dude was a fucking. I mean, I swear to God, he was a genius. Like I swear to God, like fucking, you know, astrophysics. And he was like such a gifted musician and we would create music together. Of course. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we were in a band. I used to be in a band. Um, and, but like, fuck his talent on the drums and guitar. And he had one arm by the way. Okay. So like he could play anything with one arm. I mean, just amazing. Okay. Tool. Mm -hmm. If y'all don't know, fucking tool is like ridiculously hard to play on the drums. Cause literally the guy's like the best drummer in the world, not subjectively, but like travels around the world to learn different forms of percussion and shit um like mikey could literally hear something and immediately play it and i just loved it i mean like i don't know why i can't do that right but i you know i could appreciate 
what he was able to do. And, and it, I don't know, that didn't make me feel bad about myself. It made me excited and wanted to work with him. Yeah. So like, what the fuck is different there? Like, I don't get why people don't want to do that. That's way funner. <laughs> A lot of things that neurotypicals do don't make sense to us neurodivergents. Yeah. We really don't get it. <laughs> We're like, what is wrong with the world? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I I can't answer that. Like, I know I'm, I'm a normie, but I don't understand. I don't understand why everybody acts the way that they act and why it's so challenging for us to look at greatness and why we feel inadequate because of I fall in love with it yeah like I I mean you know when I see Mm -hmm. a good comic or I see a good piece of art I mean I'm ranting and raving about that shit like Mm -hmm. I celebrate it yeah it's so beautiful when it happens yeah right it's definitely yeah it's definitely changed my perspective on how I view you know art and others and people that are good at things like because when when you stop and look at it it really puts it in perspective like oh sh- i'm my initial gut reaction was was shitty it may, yeah, like that's true people get almost get defensive but like i think, I think we have worked on our relationship a lot <laughs> yeah i think what's beautiful about what you kind of bring to the world and how you like show people and when you speak about things like this like the people that are ready will wake up you know what i mean like and i think you know tying it back to depression like when depression people people are making themselves depressed because they are not living in reality they're not living in their truth and that's why i've been it's one of the reasons i should say why i've been really um because by the way the whole reason we're having this because i've been struggling with depression for pretty much like on and off for my whole fucking life yeah um (laughs) But really, the past four months has been really, really challenging for me. Um, and we're, we could get into some of the other causes of depression as well, um, probably in a part two. But yeah, you're totally right. Like, just getting to this point in my life where I'm, like, fucking tired of masking. And I'm, like, fucking tired of protecting people's ego just so I can have some semblance of a friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, like, so exhausted trying to be this dumbed down version of myself to make other people comfortable because it's not an authentic connect. They think it is. They think I'm a fucking drug. I mean, fuck the people that know the mask, they love (laughs) the mask. Right. And then, and I'm like, Oh, but you only know me because I'm useful to you in this one aspect. Yeah. And and it's not their fault, right? Like it's my fault for not showing all of me, but also every time I do, there's three people that know me. Mm-hmm. and have been able to tolerate it you my mom and fucking zach shout out to zach love you brother whoop, whoop. um yeah everybody else the second that i let a little bit of it out they're like holy fuck goodbye yeah. and it just hurts my feelings and so it's like of course you're going to be depressed when you can't be yourself because you get fucking punished for it um and you can't get that authentic connection because people get all weirded out because you have a couple of things you're good at which that's how i see it i mean i'm like just because I'm good at a couple things, like, why wouldn't we be friends? Like, yeah. it, it's just so stupid to me. It um, does seem pretty fucking silly. Like when, I mean, that's when, how I see it, right? Yeah, when we're, when we're talking about it like that, like, it seems pretty fucking silly to, 
you know, ostracize somebody because they are good at something or. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, fuck, dude. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's just really hard to feel that authentic connection. But I think what I'm going to be working on is letting my light out a little bit more um, and kind yeah. of not giving a fuck about the judgment and the acceptance of other people. Like, I know everybody goes, it's so funny because people are like, oh, you don't need validation from others. And it's like, well, we're kind of social creatures. So we do need connection at some point. Yeah, um, to, you know, we're not just like these do. islands. Right. Yeah. We're not just like these islands that are supposed to just like live in these little bubbles and not have authentic connection. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So I think there... I really do need to shine more and just be okay with the fact that I'm not going to have a lot. Yeah. Friends ever, and that's okay for with me too. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. But um, yeah. I'm also, it doesn't mean that doesn't get challenging at times, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say, there's a reason why solitary confinement in prison is one of the worst punishments. Yeah. Even even in prison, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. a, some sort of social connection and the threat of being shanked. <laughs> Is, is better than better being, than being alone. completely alone for long extended periods of time. Fuck. Right? I mean, That's I do fucked. like my alone time though, like let's be honest. No, and, and alone time is I'm absolutely an INFJ. necessary. We need lots of alone time. <laughs> alone time is absolutely necessary to reset and recharge for certain people, but what? like too long, there needs to, it, it it doesn't work. Like you need some sort of social connection. Like you know, even if it's just too, a phone like, call. Part of me also is like, I think autistic people vary with the amount as well. Like, we don't always need the same amount or the same oh, kind yeah. of connection. Right. I have noticed from my research and just existing, but because um, that's another thing that kind of gets in the way is like being an introvert, being fucking weird. It's like. I can't be your friend in the way that other people are your friend. Like I just don't have that to offer in the first place. Mm. So it's, it's hard. It's hard feeling connected and um, yeah, I'm going to be working on it though. I'm just going to shine my light and you know, the right, the right kind of people I'm sure will, will stick around. Right. Exactly. I have to believe in that anyways. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think when you, when you finally start shining your light and you're, you know, expressing the full, spectrum that is you then i think the right people will stick around yeah and, and then they, they'll be, I, you know what? And they'll be accepting, the right people they'll be the right people and i also need to accept that they're not going to be a lot of people and that's right. been something that was actually really helpful in turning this depression within this aspect around i know we only have six minutes left by the way in case you're starting to disconnect and get nervous um but <laughs> <laughs> i also you know just coming to terms with like okay you are weird like if you guys know about the Myers-Briggs personality test, um, I'm an INFJ, which is the rarest personality type as well. So, and there's this life coach on YouTube and she's like, dude, once you accept that like your tribe is gonna be small and that that's not a negative reflection of you, you could kind of give that up as like an expectation, right? Yeah. So that was actually really helpful. Like understanding my limits, understanding like make, kind of making my my expectations more realistic for who I am was also really helpful. I think that that can be helpful for everybody, you know, like making yeah. sure that your expectations can be supported by reality is a very healthy way to operate in the world. 
And sometimes we do need to just accept things that we can't change. And that's part of growing up, right? Yeah. It's hard part, part of maturing. Part. Yeah. It's <laughs> definitely a part of maturing. And I think when you can accept something like that, like I think, you know, tie, again, tying back to depression, I think when you can finally accept what reality is, I think you're mm-hmm. going to be a lot better off. And then, you know, mitigating those expectations to be more closer to reality. And we're not talking about being pessimistic. We're just talking about like making sure that you're a little bit realistic. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just going to be disappointed, right? So Mm -hmm. letting go of the fact that, hey, you know what? My tribe is probably always going to be really teeny tiny. And that's okay. Was very, very um, important in my recovery for this. Good. Okay, so we're going to have to do a couple more parts on depression. Um, yeah, absolutely. Coming up next, I do want to talk about the evolutionary uh, theory um, of depression so that we can Ooh. start giving you guys more value on what to do about your depression from a more kind of scientific um, pr- perspective rather than this sort of weird tangent that we went on with. I'm weird. The evolutionary <laughs> perspective. What? Yes, of what depression <laughs> okay. is. So. All right. Yeah. And and I'm also going to get into supplements and nutrition and lifestyle factors that you can do. Dope. So stay tuned. Stay tuned, stay tuned. guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks. <laughs>